Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett-Martin. I am an alcoholic, and I am powerful. As of this recording, I am 34 days sober, and today I will be sharing some tips for newcomers I've learned over my first bit of sobriety. First off, the first thing that everyone recommended to me and I've found extremely helpful is to attend 90 AA meetings in 90 days. Now, that might sound like a lot, but the important thing is is that it's going to help set that so it's part of your routine. I know that my first few days of sobriety, I was white-knuckling it all by myself before I went into meetings, and going to meetings really helped me get past that first hump that I couldn't do alone, and it's kept me there. I have now have done more than my share of meetings per days. I've easily probably attended over 40 meetings in my 34 days, and that will increase because a lot of times I've found a morning meeting and an evening meeting that both really make me feel at home. Meanwhile, you want to avoid places that might trigger you. Now, a lot of these are common sense, but you might also forget. For instance, going to bars, liquor stores, clubs, places with alcohol everywhere is going to be really hard for you at first. But also a lot of times it will be places that are unique to you. I know that for me, one of the places that triggered me to drink would be my own home when I was alone by myself. And so those first couple days of sobriety on my Mondays off from work uh, while my husband was out at work, I would make sure I was out of the house doing whatever I can all day long because it was when I was at home alone by myself with my own thoughts and my own fears and my own insecurities and nothing else but those things. That's what really triggered me. So keeping busy and keeping out of the house. So your circumstances for that will be different. You also want to avoid an acronym, HALT, H-A-L-T, That is feeling hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. The reasoning behind these is these are four feelings that can lead to possible relapses by triggering you. I know that two of them together, especially when you mix hungry and angry, and I'm hangry, nothing's going to stop me from going on a tear, and that is not a very healthy place to be for sobriety. So I've learned I'm giving myself some time to put on some happy pounds as I am making sure I'm not hungry as I'm eating three meals a day because when I was drinking a lot of my calories I was drinking and I was skipping meals so that the drinks would have more of an effect and I wasn't taking care of my body the right way and giving it the nutrition it needs which I am now and that certainly helps. Angry is a little bit hard because when you're angry it's not as easy as just eating something but I've tried to do deep breathing exercises. I'm learning to meditate which is a bitch. Meditation is a bullet point and something that they hint for newcomers. And that has just been very hard for me. Even using the Calm app, they try and have you stay quiet for 10 minutes at a time. And it's just so hard for me after five. But 
I'm getting better each day. Practicing a lot of these will make perfect. Uh, similarly, feeling lonely. I mentioned my, that's one of my triggers. So just making sure that you're being active, reaching out to people, making plans and also realizing that now I don't feel alone like I used to, uh, knowing that I have so many friends in AA in the program that will support me at the pickup of a phone or a drop of a text. And tired, my days off, I am now napping, and I am making sure that I'm going to sleep early on work nights and waking up with enough sleep under my belt so I'm prepared for the day. So just making sure I'm well-rested and not tired. Now, when you attend meetings, you also want to make sure that you are sharing at those meetings that you attend. It is very powerful sitting in an AA meeting and listening to other people like you, talking about the, their strength, experience, and hope. However, there's also nothing like sharing your own thoughts. Uh, that was very hard for me at first when I got started in the program. I realize in hindsight it's because I didn't feel like my words had value. I didn't know what to say. I didn't. I was worried about every word that was coming out of my mouth, like what would these people think of me? And I realized that they're thinking me what I'm thinking about them and that we're just all happy that we're all together and that we're all sober. And it's really helped not only me get things off of my chest in a group where I feel safe, but it's also been amazing having people that have been reaching out to me after meetings saying that something that I said resonated with something that they said. And it's just showing me that, you know, this whole circle of sharing works. And the only way that that circle works is if you're continuing on it with. So definitely push yourself to share at the meetings you attend when possible. And in general, connect with other alcoholics. I'm gotten sober in the age of zoom and so near the end of meetings a lot of people put their phone numbers in the right column in the chat and i've made a habit of saving all of those phone numbers into my phone will i ever call each and every single one of them probably not but i am adding them into my phone so that their numbers are there just in case that time ever comes where i need them because i know that it is possible that i will get to that point down the road and i want to make sure that i am ready and equipped if meditation and prayer is harder for, for you like it is for me, your practice will make perfect. I mentioned meditating, but also praying is something that growing up in a Catholic school that did not really turn me on to that idea of organized religion, finding my higher power and creating a relationship with him has been very hard through this process. But I am now working step three as of this recording, and the serenity prayer is starting to have more and more power for me. It's something that I've been able to take a deep breath and say whenever I have an overwhelming moment at work and it's been really helpful. So hopefully that as well as all the other advice I was able to just give out will help you as you get started along your sobriety journey. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review if you found this information helpful. If you need help immediately, please go to www.aa.org or call SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. If you're interested in sharing your story, getting involved with the show, or just saying hi, please email me at gayapodcast at gmail.com. And do not forget to follow us wherever you're listening so you can get new episodes when they come out weekly. And until that time, stay sober, friends.